Welcome to Mental Money, the podcast that empowers minority women in business to unlock their financial potential. Get ready to shift your mindset, break through barriers, and transform your relationship with money. Join us as we dive into practical strategies, expert insights, and inspiring stories that will elevate your financial success. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, aspiring businesswoman, or just starting your journey, this podcast is your go-to resource for mastering money and achieving true financial empowerment. Get ready to level up your mindset and maximize your money with mental money. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay, welcome to the Mental Money Podcast. You're um, you're here with your host, Natalie. And um, I have a very special guest with you guys today. This episode is going to be a little bit different than what we traditionally do because this is actually tied to an event that Joy is going to be helping us host in an effort to help minority women and women support their, their goals towards government grant funding acquisition, All right? So please listen closely, listen for with intention, listen to understand what we're going to be talking about so that you can see how this can possibly tie into your business and benefit your business as well. Thank you so much, Joy, for, for coming on today. Sure, Natalie. Thank you for inviting me. It's yes. a pleasure. Yes, of course. So, Joy. Yes. First of all, before we even like dive into some of this like government grants and funding and all this stuff, please give us your background, a little bit of information about who you are and how you got into the space and what your knowledge about government grant funding is. Sure. So in a nutshell, I basically, my background is international development and international relations. That's what I studied. I lived overseas for a number of years and I worked for nonprofits or NGOs for my whole career about 20, over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and as part of working for a nonprofit, you have to apply for grants. That's just mm-hmm. the, you know, the start and end of it. And so that's how I got into understanding, you know, the grant process, not so federal grants, especially U.S. government, as I work for a lot of very large nonprofits, um, the main donor is the U.S. government. So that's how I I became familiar with um, kind of that grant application process. And then um, I used that that knowledge and um, all of my experience actually to create my own nonprofit called Giving Joy, where we provide micro grants to women entrepreneurs around the world. So I kind of have, have two hats, one of actually you know, writing grants for the federal government, but on the other hand, also being a donor as well. So right. they kind of play, actually, they play well together. <laughs> Good. That's perfect. So I'm, I'm glad you actually mentioned that because some people might have the misconception that you can't really have your foot, one foot in either world. So I'm glad that you kind of mentioned that you are dabbling in both worlds, right? Okay, Absolutely. Good. So you mentioned, you said the word NGO. So just for the, the remedial- Non-governmental organizations. Sorry. <laughs> We're good. It's okay. So, the, which is actually really good that you're mentioning some of this, um, these, um, these acronyms, because I'm sure as some of us have gone through these RFPs and these proposals, we just see acronym after acronym. And it's just like, whoa, what is all this vocabulary? So I'm actually glad you're actually like using it because this is a normal part of your everyday world. Yes. So the federal government is alphabet soup, basically, (laughs) literally. And so and so you really need to actually look at the acronym list when you're reading an RFP, as you said, or request Mm. for proposal or request for 
um, application, which is an RFA. Mm. An RFI is a request for information. Mm. Um, and they keep on adding acronyms. So, you know, it's okay that you guys, that people don't know, right. you know, what they are because, but right. if, but it, but when you start being in kind of that realm, people just spit them out all the time. Right. And right. so you, as, when you do more and more of these, you'll get, you'll be familiar with all the acronyms, but they right. are, I mean, the federal government is notorious for using acronyms for everything. Yeah, and no, I'm sure I, we, we've seen a couple of them. And we're just like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> but okay, yeah. so thank you for mentioning that. Um, so one other thing that I think is really important to make a note of is the fact that you've worked in kind of the NGO side and the government side. So could you tell us a little bit about the contrast of both of those worlds? Or is there any intersection as far as trying to acquire a grant? Can you clarify, Natalie, what you mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, for example, a lot of the women that we interact with are in the for-profit world, right? And oh, you, okay. Yeah. okay. Right. So, and then you. you have a nonprofit organization. So I don't want there to be any confusion that just because you have a for-profit organization means you can't get a grant. So let me, I'll, I won't be, I won't prolong my whole life story here, but actually Giving Joy started as a for-profit and not as a nonprofit because I didn't want a board of directors. I wanted to kind of do my own thing. And okay. so I started it as a for-profit uh, where, where we were actually selling things that women uh, entrepreneurs made, and then the funding would go towards grants for other women. So I do have, yeah, so I do also understand the for-profit aspect of it, but that doesn't matter. The fact that you can apply for grants, a grant is a grant. Right. Um, if you're a for-profit or nonprofit, allow as long as it's allowable, you could do it. And I also really recommend actually for profit or businesses to look into grant opportunities mm -hmm. because there are quite a lot of them and they're not alone. They're there. They are a grant that you don't have to pay back. But the right. principles of writing actually a grant, regardless of what the your organization structure is, are exactly the same. Interesting. OK, great. I'm glad you mentioned that as well. So. A lot of the grants, like when we went on grant, we kind of poked around. I told you we did like an introductory, like sort of way to just to dip our toe in the water before we kind of met with you and qualify some of the people who were really interested in this world. And one of the things we did was go on grants.gov because we go on live every week and we go through private grant applications. I'm helping the women support their um, answers. But on the government grant side, it seems like from my understanding, we are asking for funds to support the government's objectives. Does that sound right? Correct. Okay. So any donor, regardless of who it is, mm -hmm. um, they're giving you the money to promote their objectives, their right. mission, right? They're not doing it to promote yours. You mm -hmm. implement their vision. They right. can't do it. That's why they're hiring you or want your services is okay. for their mission, vision, and their objectives. So right. that's a that's a huge mindset thing that a lot of people don't understand because they're like, well, this is about me. Actually, it's not about you. It's about mm. them. And because they're giving the money, they can do whatever they want. And right. they can dictate what they want you to do for that money, even right. if sometimes it doesn't make sense to you and potentially there are other priorities in different places. It's their money and they can decide. So this is exactly what you said the, the federal government or any other donor who's out there is doing this to promote their own objectives. 
So you need okay. to keep that in mind when you're writing that as well. Okay, so we're framing all, so like on the private side, we frame our proposals as if like what we are going to do for the funds to grow our business. But on the government side, we're framing our proposals in the sense of what we're doing to help this initiative move forward. And we're just the middleman essentially. Yes, but but they have the fact that they're issuing an RFP or an RFA, they have an interest in promoting businesses as well. Why? Because let's say, I don't know, I can't, I'm not a mind reader for the government, but let's say they're saying small businesses actually promote the economy at large. And that's why we're doing this. So right. they they have an intention to actually give out grants to help other businesses, you know. So your business is actually also providing them with some kind of service. So Perhaps. so you you have to read it kind of in that sense. So they don't want you to completely, um, you know, disown everything you're doing. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to 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 give them what they want because that's something actually that we call mission creep which uh-huh. basically means that you are now turning yourself into a pretzel, um, you know, and kind of like going away from what your business is just to get money. And right. and donors can see that from a mile away. And it, maybe okay. they'll give you money one time or two times. But if you steer away from what you're ultimately about, it'll be hard for you to get back there. And then you'll ultimately lose. So right. sometimes it's, I, I tell, I tell, organizations look you know if this doesn't fit with what you're doing ultimately mm-hmm. don't go for it right don't go for it right you know right. because you don't want to change the whole essence of your business for one opportunity right so that makes sense okay i'm really happy you said that because i feel like on the private side it might be a little bit different like we frame our our proposals in the sense of like what is this going to, how can we kind of adjust this and position it and angle it to kind of fit? But that's not how that works on the government side of things. So, okay, good. That's good to know. Well, it it does. It doesn't. It doesn't. Right. I mean, obviously you have to, you know, the thing is, again, if you, let's say, I'm just going to give an example. Okay. If Mm -hmm. let's say there's an RFP to provide services for printing, I don't know, whatever, and you don't do printing, but now you're like, oh, okay, I'll apply and now I'll do printing. You know, that's a little crazy. Cause first of all, you probably won't win because you don't have the past experience or capacity that, that they have. And second of all, then you're kind of just throwing away what you already do. So right. why would you do that? Right? right? So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Okay. No, I see what you're saying. Okay. That makes sense. So. Just for reference, what have you been able to acquire in government contracting, um, like the number wise, if you don't mind sharing with us to date? Personally? Well, professionally. (laughs) I, I, a lot, but this is, this is going a lot. Okay. You, you have to remember, I'm, I'm not talking for joy now. I mean, this is part of my experience working for very long large nonprofits um, that have um, multi-million dollar budgets a year. Of course. So the largest award I've ever won was $100 million. That's amazing, Joy. But it's not just me. I mean, mind you, it's a team. But I was part of a team that won. 
was it 100? I think it's actually more now, but it was initially 100 million over five year project. Mm. Um, so these are again, multi year, multi, sometimes multi country projects as well. Right. Um, so it takes these, these take um, a long time. Also, like we prepare for them almost a year in advance for wow. the, sometimes. Yes. Okay. So this is to, to look at partnerships, um, to look at our, you know, we're looking at our technical design. So th this takes a lot, a lot of people also involved. Yeah. Okay. And at the end of the day, you know, yes, I was the one that maybe was the main author of mm -hmm. these things, but it, 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 there are a lot of people that, that are involved in the process of that. Also, a lot of these very large ones include multiple sections. And mm -hmm. I don't know, you probably noticed that. Yeah. So a lot of times it has a technical one. It has a management piece. It has mm -hmm. staffing, like you have to put in CVs. It has annexes. It has maybe work plans that you need to put in. Then a budget right. is a totally different animal. Right. Um, sometimes you're not evaluated on the budget, but you still have to put it in. And, right. you know, sometimes you have to have certs and recs. Oh, so certifications and so so that's another whole kettle of fish that you have to understand uh, about right. so so you know the the larger the amount the more complicated these things right get. now just that a lot now the past few years the u.s government has been doing multi-phase proposals too mm -hmm. so in the past it was just you wrote a proposal they you know sometimes they get back to you you have to answer questions you win or you lose now right. That. They have this thing called co-creation, um, okay. where they're, where they're, you may have to write a, a shorter uh, proposal and yeah. then maybe co-create with the government or with other people. Mm -hmm. um, and then actually like you have to go. So, so it could be a multi-tiered uh, process that could right. take six months, for example. Right. Um, and so one more thing just for people to yeah. know, federal funding is not um, quick. Yeah. <laughs> if, oh, you, yeah. if you you think that it's you're just going to get it and that's it, that is not the case. Yeah. So six months is super fast mm -hmm. to get a fed, like super great. Yeah. Um, also, one thing um, to know, it, when you get the grant, sometimes the reporting is a little complicated as well. Mm -hmm. um, like how to report back on what you're doing and all of okay. that. So just keep that in mind so okay. i think you know, we're talking about how to win and before that but when you do win there's a whole different process as well but right. i'm just saying that, um so yeah so just to answer your question yes i've been involved in very very large ones and small ones as well mm -hmm. um <laughs> but you know ultimately it, it's very interesting natalie because over the years Yes, uh, to to do a hundred million dollar proposal takes more effort than a million dollar one, but not yeah. that much more. Okay, you know, so mm -hmm. it's just because there's an opportunity cost when you do a a, a grant, and yeah. so you need to understand that what is the cost mm -hmm. um, of doing that versus you focusing on that and then not doing other things. Is it right. worth it? Right. You know, what is your chance of winning? So right. this is like a really important thing. I know I'm talking about a lot of different things, but that's mm -hmm. kind of like the go, no, go decision. Do you go right. for this and what are the costs versus not going and what are the costs? Yeah. And that's hard to decide sometimes. So, but a lot of times I've been in situations where 
um, you know, again, doing a million dollar um, proposal or half a million dollar. I know this sounds like a lot of money, but let's say it's even fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Sometimes takes as much time as doing something a lot larger. Right. No, that that I'm glad you're mentioning all of this because this really does set up everyone to manage their expectations. I, I really, I, and I love that because I'm not one of those people who are going to come online and just tell you, yeah, to turn your business around in 30 days. No, mm-hmm. like, these mm-hmm. government relationships take a lot of time to broker. And I'm really happy that you're mentioning that. And I think the, well, the women in my group, anyway, they, they are, they're prepared to like understand how arduous and time consuming this is. But I think I would want to know as far as like mental, um, as far as mindset, while you're going through this process, how should we manage our minds? Because like we're new to this, so there the opportunity cost for us is almost like non-existent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, well, we it, it, for everything. It, it it's actually Natalie very existent because it's okay. such a steep learning curve for you. Right. So right. it'll take you a lot more time to do it than let's say someone like me who's been doing this for 20 years. So I can right. read between the lines. I kind of know and all of that, you know? Right. Um, but, but I do think, I think it's worth a try. You know, mm-hmm. I do, you know, that again, it depends on the industry, depends on certain things, you know, uh, on average, you win one in three proposals. Interesting. Okay. On average. So one in three. Yeah. It it kind of has changed. It really depends on the industry and Mm -hmm. kind of the, but let's say on average one in three. So also be prepared to the fact that you probably won't win all of them. So don't be devastated, you know, because I've, I've, I've heard people like, oh, I tried and I didn't make it. Like, how many did you try? One. And I'm like, really? Seriously? Is this? So. So I'm, I'm just saying that, like, you will probably not win everything you apply for because that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Right. But with each application, you learn and you mm-hmm. learn and you learn and you learn. And not just that, you should save all your applications because you don't have to start from scratch. Right. Yeah. You can use the, a previous one for that. Use also if they ha- if they did give you a um if they did evaluate it, you you can ask for the evaluation and ask them why you didn't win, like you did for me. Yeah. Um, and and now they don't have to respond to you, but they may. And if okay. they do, it is quite insightful to understand a little bit why. You okay. know, um, potentially. I mean, there are many many reasons why mm-hmm. you win or don't win a grant, right? <laughs> I mean, it. It could be, I don't, I don't even know where to start. It really, but, but it really depends on the evaluation criteria. And for me, what I always tell people, you really have to, reading comprehension is key. <laughs> like you really have to read, read, read the RFP and what they're asking for, what they're evaluating you on. What is the most important thing? Right. Um, also using their words a lot of times. I know it's kind of vain, but they want to hear themselves, you know? Right. So it's not cutting and pasting what they said, but using the terminology and using their words. And again, as I said before, they're not doing this out of the goodness of their heart. The, the grants are, you know, serve them. Right. Um, or whatever they're trying to do. Right. It's either a service that they're that they want to provide or it's their mission or something. Right. 
So, so all of these things you need to take under consideration, again, when you're evaluating. So I wouldn't be discouraged, but I also would say that it probably will take you twice as long to do the grant than you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I hear people, oh, well, just throw something together in four days. I'm like, okay, good luck with that. I mean, you will, but yeah. let me tell you, it'll be poor quality. It'll look like yeah. crap. You'll yeah. have typos. You may not even be compliant and you may be disqualified because you forget something. Because federal grants, you have to have the right font. You have to have the right um, font size. You have to have the right page numbers. You can't go over the page limit, right? Or Mm -hmm. or if it's in a box, you can't go over the word limit. You have to have all the certifications. All of those things count. If you you think it's trivial, but for them it's not. So the first thing they do when they're evaluating this, they'll evaluating it for if it's compliant. If it's wow. not compliant, you're out of there. First Immediately. thing. Immediately. Wow. They won't even read one word. Yeah. So you spent all your time and brain power on something and you're not compliant. So right. that's the first. The second thing, then they start looking into your actual application. So again, that reading comprehension part is really, really, really important. And again, right. the more you do, the more you learn. So I'm not, I don't think, I don't think you should not do them, but I right. think you should, again, come into it eyes wide open. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. That's a lot. You're welcome. No, 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 really. Thank you. Because I really love to have expectations managed and clarity given from day one, because this is, and and it's really important. Here's why it's important. Because even with the, uh, the prospects of winning grants and like being in that space, this, like you've mentioned, this is a muscle that's going to be built. And if they, once everyone gets over that learning curve, then you are positioned with a brand new skill, right? So this oh, course is not going to be easy. Like just manage that expectation now. Right. Natalie, I've been doing this for 20 years and every time I have to do a proposal, I still learn something. Right. So and and some of these are still mysteries to me and I still don't Mm -hmm. understand why they're saying this and why is this and what do they mean by this and all of that. So it's 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 a constant learning curve. Now, of course, some of the things I'm more familiar with than others, and I think it's less daunting for Mm. me, you Mm. know, but, um, but it's still, you know, these are, some of these are not well written, you know, so it's not your fault if you don't understand because they like, they're not well, some, a lot of them are like cut and paste jobs that they do in a rush and that people have not, no, I'm, I'm being serious. Like some of them are really poorly, poorly, poorly done. And then you're like sitting there and reading the sentence. You're like, what do they mean? So there is a Q and a period. You should use it too. Okay. Um, ask questions. But one thing about the Q&As for federal government, um, they post all the questions that everybody sent in. Love so that. you want to just make sure, well, yes, it's good because it's transparency, but uh, sometimes you just have to be a little strategic and not spill the beans too much in terms of your question. Mm. Um, so especially if these are you know competitive, if you're asking a question that is kind of going to lead to someone else see what your strategy may be or something, then everybody sees that. You get me? So yeah. so again, if it's just an information question, can you please clarify what you mean by when you said this, this, and this? That's totally fine. But okay. if it's something deeper, mm-hmm. I I err on the side of not asking. <laughs> okay. Um, so 
So, but again, there's a Q&A session, there's a Q&A period, especially for that. So ask the questions, especially if it's just like clarification. Stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, awesome. Because again, sometimes, and I've encountered them, some some RFPs are very poorly written. And yeah. you, you could tell that nobody read them before they went out. Right, right. Okay. Sometimes they even yeah. contradict each other. Like in, in the RFP, they contradict themselves. So, oh, so that, okay. So when you're asking questions, like ask literally questions, like, okay, this seemed like contradictory to this point. Can yeah. you clarify? Okay. You would say on page 17, you noted that blah, 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 blah. And then on page 24, you mentioned da, 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 da. Can you please clarify which of these is the actual right answer or something like that? You know? Right. Okay. Got you. All right. So one thing that you've kind of alluded to as well, like, or that we've kind of woven into the conversation, but haven't really touched on in detail is what services the government actually buys? Because I feel like some people already disqualify themselves. Everything, 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 everything. Okay. I'm going to shoot out random things. Astronomy consulting. That I'm not sure of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so just that, that may be a little stretch for the federal right. government, right? Um, but I mean, ultimately, any service they can buy any service. Okay. you know, it's mm -hmm. to to provide the mission of the government, right? Mm -hmm. um, astronomy, you know what? Maybe not astrology. Did you say astrology or astronomy? I said astronomy. That may, they may do it. I mean, you know, NASA or something like that. You know, you never know. Okay. All right. So, you know what? Um, I'm I'm glad we understand that they can purchase, like, everything. So, if you are watching, if you're listening, do not disqualify yourself because they, you don't think the government's going to buy it. Um, is there? And once we go through the training, I'm assuming we're going to look and see where we can find out what services the government is purchasing and decide whether it is something we can align with, right? Yeah, on, on grants.gov, you can also do a search okay. and search for certain terms. So, you know, you can search for astronomy and see okay. what comes up or you could or you could come up with mental health or agriculture mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, uh, look, it's not it's not about again, it's you're responding to a call that the government right. is putting out there. Right. It's not you saying, hey, I sell astronomy classes. You want to buy them. Okay. It's not that kind of marketplace, okay? Right. What right. you're what you're doing, we're not we're not in the market. So it's not you in a booth saying, "Hey, this is what I do. I have like really cool honey. Do you want to taste or whatever?" That's not how it works. Mm. You're you're actually not you're not the active one. You're you're reacting to right. uh, what the federal government is putting out there. Okay, okay? right. Okay, so, so it's a very Mindset from marketing and selling. Marketing. Yes, for sure. Um, and that is what I think is going to be the biggest shift for everyone as we're going through these proposals um, during that train, during the demystifying grant, government grants training, because I believe that that's going to be one of the biggest pieces where we're like, okay, we're looking for opportunities, but maybe we're thinking about opportunities that we can grab versus looking at it from, okay, the government is calling for something. Can I meet the, can I answer this call essentially? Exactly. Can yeah. I provide the service or yeah. the product that the government needs? It's right. not about me. It's right. about them. Right. And again, it's not about advertising myself. Right. It's about providing them with what they need. But let me just 
give you a little caveat to that, Natalie. Sometimes, sure. not very often, um, we like, for example, if you want to go into the government realm and for them to start to get to know you, sometimes mm-hmm. it's worthwhile just applying so your name starts getting kind of in the mix. Good, 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 good. Because my okay. next question is going to be so, about partnerships. Yeah. Can you like, can you yeah. build those relationships with people? In the government? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes and no. Um, okay. So the thing is, there's something called procurement integrity issues. Okay. Right. And so any, any procurement that is there has to be fair and transparent and all of that. So even if there's an illusion that you are in cahoots with someone and because of that you won, then you could be disqualified. Understood. So of course you could, you could have, you know, relationships with people in the government. However, you cannot talk with them about an active RFP for mm. sure, or even a potential RFP because that's okay. a procurement integrity issue. Okay. And because they can't give you an advantage. If they give you an advantage, you are disqualified. Okay. Gotcha. But okay. You, you can't, I mean, I think, I think it's, I mean, it's always good to foster relationships with people and trying to get to know how the system works better and, you know, participate in more webinars and, you know, stuff like that just to get, also get to know the names of the people. I don't know. I mean, the U.S. government, the people change all the time too. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so in terms of like partnerships, I, I think you can, but um, again, you have to be kind of careful, especially you will, if you do win, obviously you'll have a relationship with whoever is managing your grant, right? Right. So that is that is a very good thing. That's what, after you get it, when you win okay. and you have to have actually, and that's a little bit of a different conversation about how you foster that relationship. Okay. Um, later on. Um, in terms of partnerships though, um, one of the key things that, um, again, maybe not for small businesses or RFPs for small business, but it could be that you could form a partnership with another business and mm-hmm. and propose to go in together into the as the grants. Okay? OK, and so we do that. We do that a lot because you cannot do everything right. right. Let's say that you that they're I'm just giving an answer that that, mm-hmm. that they want. Um, to get have more honey. Okay, I don't know why I have honey on my mind, but honey. And you have like amazing like bees, but you don't have like really good jars. But you know, I don't know, like your next door neighbor has amazing jars. So you can kind of get together and write the proposal together. Okay. And actually show that you're a consortium or a group together that actually combined because of both of the services that you can provide together you can provide the services the u.s government is asking for yeah that i love that so this is not like an actual legal structure of a partnership no no, no. this is no, just like no. on paper we're we're in we're doing this together so so some again it depends how complicated it is what right. we typically do we have something called teaming agreements, which are specific for a specific, for a specific proposal. So usually there's a prime contractor and a subcontractor. Mm-hmm. And so, and so you would decide who would be that That's one cool. based on, again, you know, for, for, for me, usually it's like, if we have 50, 51% of the, of, the, of, of the work, let's say that the government wants, will be the prime. You'll be the prime, right. And then you, 
this up. Also, it depends on, you know, let's say I have a lot of experience. Let's say you and I want to do this together. I have a lot more experience. The government knows me. So I think it makes sense that I would be the prime and you would okay. be the sub. You would then gain the experience and maybe like in another cycle or two, you could prime. Okay. okay. So sometimes it's also worthwhile for you to be a sub, even just to get familiar and learn the process and get exposure to the U.S. government. Okay, oh gosh, so yeah. so that so that's how we would we would work together. I would be overall responsible for the proposal. You would yeah. be responsible for certain parts. We would have a teaming agreement that is just for that proposal or that RFP. Um, I mean, it, it, it depends. It very much depends on the circumstance. I'm just giving you in general. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is how a partnership would work. You would have a scope of work. I would have a scope of work. We would agree on that. And then we would sign this teaming agreement. Mm. If we win, mm. then we would move forward together in a consortium and work together. It's okay. not, it's not. And there's also like an NDA, non-disclosure agreement involved usually in, in that. In right. That stuff. But it's not, it's not really legally binding. You're not actually, it's not a merger and acquisition. You gotcha. know, okay. it's basically... Basically, a collaboration for the purpose of this project. Got you. I love that because my strategist brain is like going, it's going, it's firing right now. <laughs> I love that so much. Okay, good. So let's let's transition over a little bit to the actual training itself. What can we expect from like the first part of the training? It's split into two. We get some of the instructional, and then we get to the chance to sit with you personally and get after we've worked on RFP, get some questions answered. So how, what should we expect to learn through part one? So much. Oh my God. Oh, no. um, <laughs> uh, well, I think just kind of the basics, um, okay. like, you know, we talked about acronyms. So mm -hmm. even like what are federal, federal grants or, mm -hmm. or federal, um, um, not grants, but uh, what are they called? Well, RFPs and RFAs, they're, mm -hmm. I'm blanking on the word, sorry. Anyway, just kind of the, the, the terminology, where to find some of these opportunities. Then also, like, learning how to understand how to read them, like, okay. what again, what the donor wants. Um, trying to write in a compelling and succinct way. Right. Um, and, and so that that, I think, are the kind of the things, again, you know, really trying to where to find them understand what they're asking for how to respond to those proposals i mm -hmm. think are the three main things that we'll probably do and then on this in the second part you know again i, I think learning by doing is sometimes the best thing right. uh, because you'll be like oh it was really helpful and then a year goes by and you like holy so yeah. if you if, like if people could come with like specific questions or specific RFPs or something then we can go through them and I can I can actually help you versus just being very theoretical about everything. Right. Right. Does okay, that, no, that sounds that great. No, that sounds great. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the training myself. I'm going to be there. Um, I know at least four people who are like, wait, they are on top of me. Like, why do we have to wait till August? Can we sign up right now? And I'm like, we have to do the interview first. But so I know a couple of people who are really excited about it. And I'm going to start promoting it. So I know um, between the interview and the content that we've already started, like kind of spoon feeding everyone. Um, right now, we're already at 2.4K likes on TikTok. Wow. 
five. So I'm going to assume that this is something that a lot of people are interested in really learning about. Um, and I'm ready, Joy. So whenever you are. <laughs> Yeah, no, we said August 8th, I think, if I'm not mistaken. No, I I mean, look, this is, uh, I am more than happy, again, to um, share the knowledge that I've gained the hard way, let me tell you, Um, because nobody has really spoon-fed me or taught me anything. It was really just like, here, you have to write a proposal, bye-bye. And And I, I don't think that's fair to everybody, especially when you do have the knowledge. So why not share it? Right. Um, now, it doesn't mean 100% that you're going to win a proposal. I, right. you know, I cannot. I think I'm just being very realistic with everybody. Right. I don't think you like it won't. It, I don't I don't I'm not I am not the magic bullet. There is no such thing as a magic bullet. Right. But I do think, um, again, it'll make it a little less scary. And mm-hmm. I think that's why we called it like demystifying federal grants, um, yeah. because because it's kind of like just tearing a little bit of the layers of the onion of this federal grants process, which every day also I learn something new. Yeah. But at least kind of getting your toe a little bit wet and seeing, you know, not being too afraid to kind of venture into that if if that is something that you want to do. Right. No, for sure. Okay. I'm again, I'm excited. I can't wait for August 8th. So for anyone who's joining us today, again, thank you so much for listening. Um, I will see you on August 8th. And if I don't see you, don't DM me asking me questions about where you can, when's the next one and all this other stuff. You got to come to the first one, get your spot immediately. All right. And we'll be back for next week's episode. Like, subscribe, follow, do all the things. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Mental Money, where we've explored the transformative power of mindset in your financial journey. Remember, your potential knows no bounds. Now it's time to take action. Start by subscribing to our podcast to never miss an empowering episode. Join our vibrant community of minority women in business by following us on social media. Connect with like-minded individuals, share your story, and gain exclusive insights to fuel your success. Visit our website, mentalmoneypodcast.com for valuable resources, show notes, and bonus content. And don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us grow and reach even more ambitious women like yourself. Together, let's break barriers, shatter glass ceilings, and rewrite the rules of success. Keep empowering your mindset and remember, with mental money, your financial future is limitless.